A dad with a whimper. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to 64 Bits of Rage. Haha, I remember the name. <laughs> yeah, not Rage Quit. 64 Four Bits of 20. One. <laughs> this is episode three of 64 Bits of Rage. Crazy. I'm Anthony Schultz. I'm Ernest Kahulia. That's the dog in the background. <laughs> Ear flapping. Ear flaps. Ear flaps are for friends. And she curls up onto a pillow, even though she's four times the size of the pillow. Now she knows you're talking about her, though. <laughs> yeah, now she's going to stare at me. Go lay down. No, it's me. He's going to run to the gate. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, so, Anthony, what do we have our plate today for 65 Bits? Uh, today we're going to be probably, most predominantly, talking about Animal Crossing. Well, I probably yeah. we will. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then 2020 uh, Nintendo Switch releases, or maybe even lack thereof, or what, what we we're want or... would like announced for this year. True. Very, very true. Yeah. So I, I think we'll begin with Animal Crossing, because I know that is, like, probably... The biggest game. Being for you. Yeah, for uh, me, especially. Yeah, with the Nintendo Switch oh, and the PlayStation oh, 4. Oh, 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 it's like 50 bucks to buy their Amazon? Or, crap. Uh, uh, controller. God, why is my brain not working? Oh, the Animal Crossing Pro Controller yeah, for the Switch? Yeah, we're, we're going to have to get to one of those. That was really cool. And, and I've got my awesome Mario one. Mario! And I want to scoop up one of the Mario games mm-hmm. for Nintendo Re- like that came out for the Switch, because I haven't played any of those yet. No, makes so sense. there's the port from the Wii U one that looks really good, and then there's obviously Mario Odyssey, which is like the main canon kind of Yeah. Well, anyway, so what I can do is describe a little bit about... Animal Crossing New Horizon. So I got the wikis up. Oh, okay, cool. That's that's kind of what I just did. So, tackle mm-hmm. it. So, yeah, you're the showrunner for this podcast, so. Most days. <laughs> so, Animal Crossing, as I say, is New Horizon, is an upcoming live simulation video game developed and published by Nintendo as part of the Animal Crossing series, which is cool that it's a series. I didn't really think about it like that. It's scheduled to be released I didn't the, either. That's a good point. for the Nintendo Switch on March 20th, 2020. 2020 through 2020, 2020s. I feel like that's how they did it. Okay, so do you want to go over a little bit about the gameplay? Yeah, absolutely. I played, or I, I've seen, I don't even know really you if I played. played it on your phone. I played that one, the and then I, I saw the one that was on the GameCube back when I was in high school. I don't know if I ever really played it, though. I think it might mm-hmm. have been friends, like, showing me. Oh, Yeah, I had, like, a good friend. I think he, he graduated, like, salutatorian mm-hmm. in our high school. The hell was that? Uh, second to valedictorian. Oh, I, well, that's, I, why I was, no one, that's why no one knows what that is. I was like good friends with who ended up becoming like the valedictorian, the salutatorian. They were in our group, yeah. which was funny. And then there was like my best friend, Blaine. My best friend. Yeah. And then myself, of course. And so it was like between the four of us, mm-hmm. I think it was like we knew who graduated first, who graduated second. I graduated seventh, and then our friend Blaine graduated like twenty something. He was like, he was like, he was like way down, and he was very angry about that because he was actually a really smart guy. <laughs> and we all took like AP classes and stuff. But anyways, nerd alert, kitty sparkler, pretty much. Uh, the cool thing was is we were all gamers. Is cool thing? That. Oh. The cool thing was we were all gamers, and my friend Tyson Todd. Is his name? Um, you remember the weirdest shit. <laughs> yeah, the, what, what place he graduated in high school? Full name, everything. Yep. Uh, I he lived. Half the people I was friends with. 
he lived really close to mm-hmm. our high school campus, and he had a GameCube. So sometimes we would go over, like, during our lunch. We yeah. would walk over and have lunch and stuff, and then he would either show us games, mm-hmm. and or we would play games together. And I'm pretty sure one of them was Animal the Crossing. Animal Crossing for the GameCube. So that's that was really my first, like... Experience. Yeah, with Animal Crossing. Okay, well, that makes sense. About That's about the time, too, I had it, because I didn't have a GameCube. Yeah, I probably would have been, like, 17 or something like that. Yeah, my friends had one, so I always played on theirs, and like I said, I always, I actually cheated, because obviously you buy your house from Nook, Mr. Nook, Tom Nook, and obviously you can, you know, you gotta pay him, because he's your mortgage. Yeah, with the bills and stuff. And you can make it bigger, second floor, bigger, you know, and I think it's only because it was a second floor and a a second expansion, so it's only a limit on how big you can actually go. You have to pay him more and more because yep. I know what you add. Yep. Even though you're adding to your own. Yep. See, you should be able to just like buy it like outright and then add to it. Nope. That's dope. That's not how I know Tom, works. Tom Nook is like. He's getting it. He's he, gaming. He, yeah, he's like a slumlord. Like, that's fucked up. He's a raccoon. Duh. He's a raccoon. He's a thieving. That's, that's stereotypes. Like, you're stereotyping <laughs> raccoons. <laughs> Even though we talked about in um, our Rage Quit episode about Sucker Punch and uh, Sly Raccoon. He was it was like Raccoonus Thebus. Yeah, it was exactly. one of the titles to the games. <laughs> so <laughs> you're really judging me. Why are we stereotyping raccoons? You're uh, anyways. Seems wrong. They they stereotype themselves. No. no yeah, they do. The trash pandas. <laughs> That's a better name, but they steal trash. They steal things. They steal shiny things of all things. They love to steal shiny things. They also clean them. I like it when you watch those videos of raccoons and cotton candy and then they get very sad. Or like sugar cubes and sugar snow. Cubes, they yeah. go to try to wash it and it's gone and they're like very distraught. Oh my god, I lost my thing. <laughs> I wanted to that eat is, it. That is really sad. But it's funny and cute at the same time because they just don't learn and they keep going back. Yeah, we're, just um, we're, we're getting tangential on raccoons now. <laughs> I know you want a raccoon as a pet. Um, One day. Oh god. We already run a zoo. Now, with that being said, so you do that, you obviously buy your house, first house, and you can constantly expand on it. Like, you don't have to pay off the house to do it. I think you have to pay off the initial one, which is cheap. Yeah. And of course, it gets more expensive as you go. Well, obviously, with the first one, the faster sure. you pay it off, you get, like, the trophies in the town and stuff. Like, you get, like, your own statue. She paid off her house, look at her, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and each house, there's only four it's plots. Like, a, like a, <laughs> this is a, such a weird form of government and, like, taxation. Like, this is, like, like an old Larky or whatever, like it's just very like <laughs> it's a gotcha game. And but anyways, so you know, it, then it has like only four safe spots, so there's only four house plots. Yeah. And so, <coughs> excuse me, you collect things or do things to get money to, you know, bells to give to Mister Nook to pay it off. You murder for, for murder Tom for Nook. Hire, <laughs> you know, murder for hire. Um, but my friend who's had this game pretty much from release had like just banked a bunch of. Bells, so she gifted it to me. The payment on my house, yeah. So like, I got the like pristine platinum statue. It was, that's like, funny. Just, like top tier statue, like yeah, yeah. So of course that was like forever ago, but that's the one I played as well. Yeah, I I remember that one mm-hmm. pretty vividly, like and how it looked and stuff <laughs> and how it functioned. I never had a game to till way later. Mm-hmm. However, if I did, if I would have had one at the time, I probably would have. That would have been one of the ones I would have got. I think like, like, I would have gotten that. I would have gotten, of course, like, Mario and, like, mm-hmm. the Zeldas and stuff. Like, I would have I done the basics. You know? Yeah, fair enough. No. And Animal Crossing would have been included in that. Well, and, like, the funniest part I'd have, because I had the Animal Crossing on my 3DS, because our funny joke always is uh, catching the bugs, paying that rent. Yep. And there's a thing, I don't know if that does it, um, 
but on the GameCube, there's this scam artist who would, you know, he's like, I'm going to give you this really cool thing, but you got to give me coins for it, or bells for it. Like, first? Yeah, like first. Like, before you know what it is? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, he does it, and, oh, I've got to go get it, or something like those lines, and you don't know, because he, he fucking jacks your bells? He jacks your shit. So, a lot of people won't save, so they'll just turn off their system and turn it back on. Well, you get yelled at by a mole. <laughs> It says, how dare you turn off your systems? You can't turn off your systems. On the 3DS version? Uh, on the GameCube, actually. Oh, the GameCube. Oh, okay. Because, like, you come around all the time and try to scam you. Like, obviously, you kind of fall for it the first time. Or you're so, you're, like, getting around it, though. But I know that game is pretty good about keeping track of your in-game clock. Because so, it knows time, time has season, passed, yeah. even if you don't save. Yeah. So. Well, you can skip time and stuff. No, I know yeah. that, but I know it's, like, set to your internal clock of your console. Yeah, well, yeah. It, it was. There's very few games that did like that. Like, so like, if you, like... Even if you don't save, it knows that time has elapsed so that mm-hmm. it can yell at you. Like, yeah, yeah, like, it knows if you shut the game off real quick. And didn't save. And didn't save because he scammed you and took, like, a hundred some odd, you know, thousands of bells, which are really hard to kind of gather to pay for your rent. <laughs> and then he's like, don't turn off your this system. This just such a scam system. Like, it's awesome, Tom, such a dick. It's great. Anyway, so let me read the gameplay here. Bear with me, guys. I'm trying not trying to read too fast because my job, I read a lot. I can read it if you want. No, I got it. I got the, I got the John Russell's left up here. Wolski, <laughs> <laughs> bro. So for the gameplay for this is Animal Crossing New Horizon. This is as in previous installments in the Animal Crossing series, New Horizons is a non-linear life simulation game played in real time, which all the Animal Crossings I do really like that. Yeah. The player, uh, I like games, too. True. The player assumes the role of a customizable character who moves to a deserted island, which is legit, after purchasing a vacation package from Tom Nook. See? See? A raccoon what character a who is a staple of the series. Well, yeah, duh. The game proceeds in an open-ended fashion as the player explores the island and develops into a community of anthropomorphic... Anthropomorphic. Thank you. See, animals. Similar to the 2017 spinoff Animal Crossing Pocket Camp, which is the one I play on my phone. The game introduced a crafting system that allows the player to convert materials into tools and furniture, which is way different than any of the other games. Oh, they didn't have any of the crafting stuff? Mm-mm, no. Oh, okay. Uh, which can be used well, that's to... that's in Pocket Camp, though, right? Yeah, which can oh. be used... Not, not crafting, you can design things. Which can be used to decorate the game interior and exterior spaces. The game will allow the player to customize the appearance of their characters at will and will not look specific... have locked specific hairstyles or facial features to specific genders, which is cool because, like... You just kind of pick a male, female, and that's kind of what you get with the characters. Yeah, like an avatar. Yeah. Player will additionally be able to select their character's skin color, which is cool. A feature into the 2015 spinoff Animal Crossing Happy Home Designer, which I did not play that one. Appearing for the first time in the main series Animal Crossing title. Nook Miles, a new a new game and care game currency. Oh, that's different. It's not not uh, it's like bells. A travel agency. Oh, so you get like frequent flyer miles. miles. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> earned by completing various tasks can be used to purchase premium items. Player will be able to invite animals to live on their island, which you do in the pocket game, and will have the option to choose or influence where the animals construct their homes, which is kind of cool. Because right now, if my uh, in pocket camp, I just have a camp and there's just a bunch of animals everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> The game's weather will also adjust to the season of the northern or southern hemisphere, depending on the player's real-world location, at first for the Animal Crossing series. Another feature in the addition of windy weather, which can will be expressed in the movement of leaves in, on the trees. New Horizons will support both local and online co-op play gameplay, which is kind of cool. Yeah, super cool. With up to four players locally and eight players online. Also, we can play couch co-op. Hell yeah. And, and able to occupy an island at a given time. So. Aquabattle. Aquabattle. 
The game will not connect really. Oh, that sucks. The game will not connect directly with Animal Crossing Pocket Camp because it's a camping one. I was like, oh, it doesn't connect. No, it doesn't. Yeah, I always like it when they do that. Like there was mm-hmm. uh, Assassin's Creed Four Black Flag had a cool thing where it was like you could play the game proper, mm-hmm. uh, and then you could also build up like uh, like an armada or a fleet, mm-hmm. and you could send ships out on trading routes to get items and oh, stuff. That's cool. And then there was uh, iPhone app for it. So oh, like, yeah, while you, you weren't playing it, you could like manage all your ships and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like if they came back into port, like you could like send them out on a new task or like you could do little ship battles and stuff. <laughs> like if they were attacked by pirates, that was pretty cool. That's cool. So like I was saying, um, though there will be collaborated items between the two games. So I wonder how they're going to do that. I don't know. Yeah, probably with your Nintendo ID. There's I need stuff to shared, figure so out. you'll this get is something like, in, like, a mail system. Oh, that's true. This is a side note, too. Um, I need to figure out how to link my Nintendo account with my Pocket Camp, because it's not letting me do it. But I think that's a different side note. Um, but, no, that's Well, really... they have two different, like, Nintendo IDs. It's kind of confusing. Like, there's a separate one for, like, the 3DS and, like, Wii and all that stuff before, and then there's, like, a new one for, like, the Switch and iPhone games. I don't know. Yeah, so. <laughs> so if, what, if I remember right, because there's a few Nintendo iPhone games I play, like Mario Run and yeah. stuff like that, and it was like... Dr. Mario. Dr. Mario is another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like weird to mm-hmm. like link. It's like it's like a weird linking system. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, so how do you feel about the New Horizon uh, Animal Crossing? Coming I think it looks awesome. Like, it'll, for me, it'll be kind of like when you have me play Pokemon for the first mm-hmm. time. It'll be like way after the fact the series mm-hmm. been going on for a long time and then mm-hmm. i'll be able to dive into it you know with kind of like a new perspective or a fresh pair of eyes mm-hmm. and i think i'll have fun with it like i love simulation games like mm-hmm. nintendo first party games are notoriously good yeah um yeah and it sounds interesting that it, it seems to like scratch that itch like you know like the sims does or SimCity or mm-hmm. minecraft even and like yeah. games like that or um don't starve and, and things like that where they're like it's like survival based or like simulation based you're like crafting your building mm-hmm. it's kind of endless yeah you can you know you could hop in for like 10 minutes or you can get absorbed into it for three hours you mm-hmm. know and i i like those kind of games like yeah that that genre and style is really cool so i'm excited to play it so no i am too because like i said i played many versions of it and like i have the 3ds version which just was the original i think gamecube version Oh, they just ported it to the 3DS? Yeah, and I don't think I played any different versions of that. I should play that on 3DS, then. Yeah, I have a little cartridge around yeah, yeah. somewhere. Um, and you get multiple saves, like I was saying. So, that, you know, I have that one, and then I have the Pocket Camp, and they haven't really come out with the new Animal Crossing, honestly. I don't think the last one might have been the GameCube. Yeah, I, I know that one has kind of like a sporadic mm-hmm. release. It's not something... Even like Mario and Zelda, where you get one every few years. Yeah. It's, it's like few and far between, and it's kind of jumped all over the place. Yeah, know, different types of simulators. Cell phones, and then handheld with the 3DS, which is probably a port, and mm-hmm. then GameCube, and then now Switch. It's like that's that's a huge chunk of time, and and then four different types. Oh, I've been on the Wii and the Wii, but let me see. Four different types of devices. Game. So they have Animal Crossing, which released in 2001. That must have been the GameCube one, because that that's right in that generation. Yeah, then Wild World is another one. City Folk, New Leaf. City Folk and New Leaf I've heard of. And I've never seen them played, though. Yeah, and then they, they have the big chunk from, like, 2014 to 2017. Happy Home Designer, Amiibo Festival, which makes sense. New Leaf Welcome Home Amiibos. And then Pocket Camp, and then New Horizons coming out. 
So it sounds like a whole bunch of kind of like spin-offs or like Animal Crossing lights, but nothing like a full mm-hmm. full game in the entry. No, really. it came out it came out on the 64 and then the GameCube. Oh, 64 then. I think it was the latter half because then the GameCube came out because it was April 20, 2001 and then it was on the GameCube in December 21. Oh, no, that's in Japan. Oh, so it was on the 64 in Japan and it wasn't released until... The GameCube uh, was here. Yeah. And then, then 20... But that makes sense, though, because usually there's like a, mm-hmm. a discrepancy in release times for most games between Japan and North America. I remember Wild World. Unless uh, it's like crazy, like big. That like, one's on like the Final DS. Fantasy 7 Remake or something. Yeah, the Wild World. I think I had uh, that one on the DS. City Folk. I didn't play that one. Again, that one I've heard of. But New Leaf. I didn't play that one either. That I've heard of as well. I feel like mm. New Leaf was like, like that was one of the, one of the last big ones. Yeah, and then they have like Happy Home Designer, which is like a weird kind of box art series type thing. That's on. Which the they did a lot of like smaller titles off of like big franchises. Yeah, and then Amiibo Festival is a completely different type of game, but still Animal Crossing characters. So it's interesting to see the development for those, the three kind of main Animal Crossing, then Wild World, then City Folk, then New Leaf. And then they've got like... Some weird ones. Some weird oddities and then the right Horizon. there. And then Pocket Camp, which is the one I play mm-hmm. now. And then New Horizon, which is actually like Animal Crossing, but uh, obviously developed differently. It's such like an unusual release history. Yeah, 2001. So it was released in Japan for the Nintendo 64 in 2001. It was enhanced and released on the GameCube the same year. So it was Which makes sense. It's kind of like what Nintendo does now with like Zelda. Like they've done that with the mm-hmm. last like three Zeldas or close to it. Yeah, and they obviously have different like ports and stuff. But Like Twilight Princess went from GameCube to Wii. Yeah, because like when I look up the Animal Breath Crossing Wild, Happy Home Designer, they say it's a spinoff and then this one was a spinoff. It's not really... It is... Like me. It's like me. with Final Fantasy, which we did a Rage Quit one on. There's mm-hmm. like... We just talked about in that episode, like, the main series proper. Mm-hmm. Not all the oddities that But there's... A, I mean, there's, like, sequels within the main mm-hmm. ones, like Final Fantasy X-2, 13-2, 13-3, and then there's also, like, Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah. Like, there's cell phone ones, like Final Fantasy Brave Exvius and mm-hmm. stuff, where they... Or even, like, uh, Duodecim and stuff, which is, like, a fighting game. Yeah. So, there's, like, a lot of spin-offs and tie-ins, but mm-hmm. we didn't discuss those just because yeah. the, that, that franchise is so huge. But. Yeah, but it's not really what we're discussing. We're discussing the Final Fantasy main games. That's kind of what we're doing here. It's like with the uh, Animal Crossing series, which is funny to think that they have in Japan a 64 one. Yeah, which you could probably get now. Probably. That'd be legit. I'd yeah. probably, like scoop that up and play it on my 64, which it originally released on, and it released later in the same year on the GameCube, which was released here. Yeah, I'd have to look at like region lock kind of stuff, but you, yeah. should, you should be able to play it. It'd be in Japanese, but... Uh, we, we really don't need to understand what people are saying, okay? It's yeah. It's like sim talk when the Animal Crossing... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Animal crossing I don't know. Oh, that sounds weird. <laughs> yeah, it's like almost Chinese, but not at the end. Yeah. But no, so I'm like super excited for this game. I think we even got that on lockdown with... Uh... That one's pre-ordered. Yeah, yeah. pre So at the beginning of the year, actually before we started recording for Rage Quit and 64 mm-hmm. Bits of Rage, uh, that's what I did. Was I went through all of our pre-orders, oh, cut out ones, and I was like, yeah, I can wait on it. Not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Animal Crossing, yeah, that, that one definitely made the cut, though. Comes out the same day as Doom Eternal, which is also pre-ordered. Completely opposite game. I read a... A cool article where it was... systems, too. <laughs> well, it'll be on the Switch. I know it's going to be on the Switch, but you're yeah. not getting it for the Switch. No, because I have a Platinum for the mm-hmm. uh, June 2016 reboot. I will probably get it to the Switch eventually, so I can play through it again. The like... only reason you have a Platinum for Doom 
on the PlayStation is because you cheated. Oh, they fixed that recently, so you don't have to do that. You can microsave now. Microsave? Oh! So you can, like, you can get a little bit further, save, and then, like, if you die, then get a little further, and then save, so... Yeah, I, I spammed it before that <laughs> update was out to get that trophy because the insanity difficulty or whatever they call it. He was, was look ridiculous. at you and you die. Yeah, I was. Oh my god, that was awful. Thank God somebody had done a workaround. <laughs> so it worked out. You just float and then you're good. Yeah, you're pretty much like glitching off the map to get to the end. Which yeah, is awesome. it happens. <laughs> but there was a really interesting article. I can't remember what outlet it was through, but I think it was like the creative director mm. of Doom Eternal, and the interviewer was like asking him about mm -hmm. like how do you feel about releasing the same day as Animal Crossing, and he was like excited for Animal Crossing. Oh yeah, <laughs> completely like... opposite game. It was like you're talking about like. Uh, high octane, like very gory, like arcadey, like old school and shooter, get, like, and he's like, "Oh, I'm super, I'm gonna pick up Animal Crossing." He's like super <laughs> excited for it. He's like, "I hope they do really well." Like he's like, "I don't think we're really and playing in the same space," but he's like, "I, you know, like to hope that other like studios mm -hmm. and developers and stuff are are successful as well." Yeah, like, it's not you know mutually exclusive. You know, yeah, I, I don't yeah. think that. You know, they should fail just because we come out on the same day kind of a thing. But you have to think about it, too. And it doesn't really matter. They're hitting two different markets. So. Yeah, it's like, they, yes, it comes out on the Switch, but people aren't necessarily going to play it on the Switch because it doesn't have the trophies and that kind I don't of think trope. I don't think it's releasing that day on the Switch. Oh, so it's going to be I think, yeah, I think they're doing it where it's going to be a delay for the Switch port. I just read an article recently that mm -hmm. it is coming to the Switch Oh, okay, okay. So... I think it's releasing on everything else the same day. Well, that makes sense, too. You also got to factor in the fact that, you know, a lot of people nowadays have multiple consoles or game systems, not just strictly one. You know, yeah. I, I think that is that has been trending that way for a long time. A lot of people realize, like, we It's like a lot of people usually have, like, an Xbox One and, and a, Switch, a Switch. Or, or a PlayStation and a Switch. Switch. <laughs> usually not all three, which is funny. Like the, Switch the Switch is, is the always. one that bridges the gap. <laughs> Because it's so different. Which, true, it is different. And I just like the aspect of having the Switch and, you know, a combination of the PlayStation and the Xbox. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's like, that's what I prefer. I prefer to have a Nintendo Switch and a PS4. Exactly. Like, and I'm, like, not really interested in getting a Xbox One. So. No, and, because... And same for next generation. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm sure at some point we will get a like a switch light or if they announce like a switch pro mm -hmm. we'll, we'll go that route yeah and then have um you know a ps5 and a switch pro or something yeah you know? exactly maybe an old old generation console with the xbox just to play a couple other games <laughs> yeah they'll probably be cheap to scoop up but you also think too after games are released or games consoles are released that the old generations which people can scoop up and still play good games are cheap now Oh, yeah, yeah, they definitely usually, like, pump their price, and they do, like, crazy deals and stuff right before. No, that's what I mean. It's like, out. they have this great opportunity. And Xbox One would be useful. They have a digital-only version of the Xbox One, and so then I could play, like, you know, Gears of War and Halo and yeah. all, all old stuff, you know, that Microsoft has. Mm -hmm. But that's, like, you know, Down distant. Yeah, distant Like, future. third or priority, so. Yeah, fifth or sixth priority on that one. Yeah, it's not. I'd this rather is, have like PlayStation why, VR or a Switch have, Pro first. Yeah, you know, this is why we don't have an Xbox podcast. I don't think I've ever heard of an Xbox podcast. But there are Xbox podcasts. There's plenty of Xbox ones. Like, and I, IGN does a really big one, and they have like a Xbox uh, editor, or they did a few years back. And there, there are people who do. 
Very Xbox few. podcast. Very but. few people. Anyways. Well, <laughs> the circle that we live in, though, is yeah. Nintendo and Sony, so it's that, that's why we don't see it. No, that's It's not like I'm we're just, searching it out. No, I'm just being sarcastic. That's very true. So, what do you... Okay, so we pretty much hit the head, um, nail, um, head, that, that phrase. <laughs> with <laughs> That Animal, thing. That thing with Animal Crossing. So, what are you excited about 2020 for the Switch? Uh, for me, like, right before we recorded, we were looking up kind of like 2020, like, releases, mm-hmm. and the list is kind of not Sad. great, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo has a habit of, like, kind of holding mm-hmm. their cards close to the vest and then yeah. releasing stuff a little bit more closer to, like, release mm-hmm. with, the, with their Nintendo Directs, and, and they'll be at E3 in that way, mm-hmm. and then they host Nintendo Directs throughout the year. <laughs> I think we're, like, overdue for one, actually. I think so. Yeah, I think I think there's rumors that there'll be one in February, because mm-hmm. Sony's kind of pivoting that way, too, and going more into, like, their state of plays, Yeah, is pretty much Nintendo Direct. Yeah, you're Nintendo much. does it better, though, with their Directs, to be honest. Yeah, Nintendo started that, nah, we're just gonna do our own thing. Uh, for me, I'd say Devil May Cry 3, uh, Dante's Awakening, mm-hmm. they are porting that to the Switch, it comes out at the end of February, it's going to have a combat system more similar to 5, mm-hmm. where you can switch styles on the fly, mm-hmm. which... When that initially released, it didn't. Yeah. You couldn't do that. You could, like, pick a style, and then you had to go in and change it, mm-hmm. kind of a thing. So, the idea of, like, freshening up the combat system and making it more modernized and, like, quick and stuff, and that's my second favorite Devil May Cry game, mm-hmm. I think will be really cool to play on the Switch. Yeah. Especially with the Pro Controller you got me. I think it'll... it'll be, be smoother. be kind of a sweet marriage between, you know, the two. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm excited for that one. That's an older game, though. You know, nothing, like, new Ooh, or, yeah. like, you know, AAA kind of status. It's not like playing, you know, Don't Make Cry 5 on the Switch mm. or something, but... I think they have that on there, don't they? Oh, they're going to. I don't know. I don't think I've read anything about that. They don't have it on there, no. They have, like, Don't Make Cry 1 and 2, oh, okay. which they released, like, a la carte, and then uh, 3 is coming. Yeah, so they that's don't, right. they don't seem to be doing, like, the collections like they did on the PS3 and PS4. I don't think Nintendo necessarily does collections because a lot of their games are very standalone games yeah i mean it's like capcom's like third party so it's like they definitely nintendo definitely could be like mm-hmm. no we don't do this though so well they and, could and prevent easily... capcom from just re- you know they just want them to release them yeah they could easily... they do that with resident evil 2 and mm-hmm. not resident evil 2 but resident <laughs> evil as well because they did like four five and six mm-hmm. i think release standalone on the switch yeah so they seem to be developing a good partnership with capcom which mm-hmm. is again a japanese company um and capcom's kind of come into its own again mm-hmm. and so they're kind of in like a, a golden age for mm-hmm. them yeah because they've had just so many like they've had resident evil 2 remake mm-hmm. they released all the other stuff like digitally on other platforms resident evil 7 of course resident evil 7 br yeah don't make right five. So it was cool to kind of see that stuff kind of bleed over in the Switch now. Yeah. It is. It's, it's exciting to see, especially when, like, you know, they ported over to Witcher, and that's a huge-ass game, and just being... I'm saying it's in technical fee. Like, we, yeah. did, we may not be Witcher fans, but, yeah, that on the technical side, too, yeah. how the hell did you do that? That's like, insane. That's impressive. Well, it's cool to see, like, the Nintendo, because, like, it, it was slow, slow build, kind of inching its way with releasing games. Because it did come out with a new console, and for granted, it did have Zelda for its first game release. They released a lot of good stuff in the first couple years, though. Couple like, years, yeah, but it, the yeah. first year, though, it took a little bit to build up. Yeah, I'm trying to think, like, when, like, what time of year the Switch was released. Oh, I don't I know, distinctly recall. But, <clears throat> I mean, they had, 
I want to say it was like springtime, and then they had Breath of the Wild was the launch title. Then they did like Mario Odyssey was like that October, mm-hmm. like they, March twenty seventeen. Okay, so spring like I thought. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they had Zelda and Mario in the same year. That's a pretty good first start, like out the gate. True. And then you got. They are definitely like mm-hmm. augmenting their like stable of games by porting Wii U stuff over. Yeah, because so few people played the Wii U. So the, but there's good games on it. It's good to see that those games are bleeding over. Like Mario Kart uh, 8 Deluxe came over. Mm-hmm. There's yeah, the port. other Mario game that came over. Donkey Kong Country. Yeah. Tropical Freeze came over. It's like they did port a lot of their really cool games from like the Wii U. Because obviously a lot of people... So they seem new to a lot of people. Yeah, because... But, but no they one, came from the Wii U. Yeah, yeah, no one played the Wii U, though. No. And so that's, like, why it's why it seems new is because, like, no one played yeah, it, I think so... it sold, like, 21 million units. Which is really which is tiny really compared. Low, yeah. I think Xbox One right now is at half of what the PS4, mm-hmm. maybe even a third. Mm-hmm. And they just hit, like, I think 110 million Jesus. PS4 did. <laughs> 110 million units. Then the Switch last couple years has sold the most mm-hmm. consoles per year. They're, they're, they're playing catch-up, though, because they released in 2017, and yeah. the other consoles released in 2013. So, so they like a half-gen off anyways. So. They, they tend to be, Nintendo does. And yeah, it, that really doesn't matter. It's harder to make direct comparisons like competitively between the Switch and the PS4 or the yeah. Switch and the Xbox well, One. Well, like I say all the time, Nintendo just kind of does its own thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, they go they go to the beat of their own drum, which, yeah. which is good. Like, and it's we need kinda, that. It's kind of cool, yeah, to see something like that because it's not PlayStation, Xbox, PlayStation, Xbox, PlayStation, Xbox, a third party. It's like, oh, my God, let's do something else. And yeah. Nintendo definitely this, 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 scratches Our two-party political system, pretty much. Yeah, right. Yeah, where independents, like, float in and out, but they're not really, like, a stable mm. platform. But we yeah. have a stable platform. It's Nintendo. Like, yeah, exactly. and, and the time spent in the industry, they dwarf the yeah. other two companies. So. The, yeah, exactly. Nintendo needs to uh, be able to... <laughs> the independent party needs to support, like, uh, Nintendo. Exactly. <laughs> uh, with, yeah, with Devil May Cry 3, that's... You know, alongside Animal Crossing, of course. I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to that one. And then, until we looked at that list, I didn't realize that the Dark Crystal mm-hmm. Age of Tactics, I think, mm-hmm. or something along those lines, if yeah. that's a um, like a strategy tactics game like Final Fantasy Tactics, okay. set in the Dark Crystal like universe. I'm mm-hmm. very excited for that. Nice, that sounds fun. I think, yeah, I think that's, like, a very good kind of niche, a very specific game. Mm-hmm. Like, that genre is kind of niche, and that we don't get a lot in that genre. Mm-hmm. And then Dark Crystal, I think, is only really going to resonate for people, like, our age and older. Yeah, like, that's really. true. Um, so I don't know how how well that's going to sell. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it'll do well critically, just because... I think it'll be a critical darling, but I don't know if it'll sell crazy well. But I'm looking forward to that, to play it on the Switch, too. I yeah. think that'll be... That's one where I don't need to, like, get trophies for, and I just want to have fun playing it and do a tactic-style game, mm-hmm. because I do like those style of games. But then so, you're just kind of preoccupied with getting the trophies and, you know, having uh, the opportunity to, like, have a dead tactics, do a character. You're just enjoying yourself, comparatively. Yeah, exactly. I can just have fun with it, and it's like... It's not, like, one of my top favorite, like, mm-hmm. uh, pop culture, like, media franchises. No, no. But, but I like, like Dark play, Crystal. Yeah. And so, and then I really like that style of game. So I think that'll be fun to play on the Switch. Mm-hmm. So those two in particular, there really isn't anything, like, announced right now that's, like, really striking my fancy. There's mm-hmm. stuff that I would like to come out this year, for sure, but... 
Yeah, I mean, I am hopeful for certain things to come out, but uh, I just, I am excited about, uh, sorry, my brain just, <laughs> flatline, <laughs> okay, back to where I go. Um, Animal Crossing, for sure, super 100% excited about that, Yeah, you know, and I have my all-time favorites, I talk about them a lot, but I'm not excited about Pokemon. It came out in 2019, though. Yeah, but still, maybe out... to purchase this year to play. Yeah, you're still they're, not excited they're about it. They're coming out with another Pokemon, Pokemon Dungeon or something like that. Mystery Dungeon, Mystery yeah. Mystery Dungeon. Just not excited for it. And it's just yeah, kinda... yeah, one of those kind of weird spinoffs like it's, Animal Crossing we talked about. Pokemons. I love Pokemons. I know, yeah. yeah I don't I, know. Eventually we'll skip Here's it, the but... problem with me, though. I don't know with... I know we're going to talk about this, too. I just think I'm holding on to that nugget of nostalgia. Well, we have touched on this, especially in Rage Quit, mm -hmm. but um, I think I think John of FGG like feels the same way like about Assassin's Creed, mm -hmm. like, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's just yeah, some of these franchises become I don't want to say bloated because they are all good in their own way, but mm -hmm. um, so like elongated. Like there's so many entries, mm -hmm. and then you're crossing like now generations uh mm -hmm. console wise and age wise like yeah, people yeah. And, and gamers that it starts to f splinter the audience yeah where you start to really like that and that's why i dropped off with zelda i just did it a long time ago because mm -hmm. after my favorite style of zelda mm -hmm. stopped coming out and we were got into the 3d ones yeah which you love i do love those ones i have a hard time getting into them like, I played a little bit of them, mm -hmm. but I'm like, it's not Oracle of Seasons. It's not Oracle of Ages. It's not Link's Awakening. Yeah. It's not, you know, Link to the Past. Like, that isometric, like, top-down, like, mm -hmm. dungeon, Metroidvania, like, kind of style is what I preferred and what I think mm -hmm. of Zelda, which is newer than the NES ones, mm, yeah. but still a really old format <laughs> for a Zelda. And so that's why I dropped off of that franchise. And for you, it was like, the 3D ones got you, mm -hmm. and then... They dropped off, and now you have this open world, you know, Breath yeah, of the Wild. So world. it's like, and then Fucking open world. Pokemon's the that one I never really got into, so I don't have like a very like distinct frame of reference. But I can, I've played through Pokemon Red. Mm -hmm. I love it. I can see that it's like old school RPG. Yeah, yeah. So the complaints you have about like the newer Pokemon's, uh, I would agree with. Like mm -hmm. it's just this super tutorial heavy and walking you through a very kind of like the gameplay loop is simple. Yeah, it's just addictive. Yes. Like, and so if you need to explain for 20 hours, like, how to play this simple mm -hmm. game, and I'm not using that, like, in the, like, derogatory sense. No, not in the slightest. You know, it's sometimes simple works, like, and it doesn't need to be messed with. Uh, that would annoy me. Mm -hmm. I was like, don't, I don't want to be, don't, don't handhold. Yeah. Like, I know what Pokemon's about. Like, just give me. I'm not me... too. You don't need to walk me across, you know, walk me everywhere. Yeah. You don't strap me in the shoulder and say, hey, look, this is cool. Exactly. Just give me new Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Give me maybe something that looks a little more stylish. Mm-hmm. Fine with that. My graphical fidelity. Mm -hmm. Give me a good story. And leave it at that. Gameplay-wise, stay the same. Yeah. Like, you don't really need to add too much. You know, save for maybe, like, new skills or something. Or, True. You know make the combat more complex because mm -hmm. there's been so many of them and like gamers are getting older so they can deal with something more complex True. but don't keep it the same and then handhold like and it's, it's just insulting at that point and then why would you like play handholding natasha or giant men coon 
<laughs> he's like half the size of the stools we're sitting on. Yeah, a little bit. And it's him sitting now. And he's sitting, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but it's just kind of intriguing. I'm excited because obviously it's just the beginning of 2019. Nintendo does like to do its own thing. 2020. Fuck. <laughs> you, you pulled at me. It's episode 20. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, you know what? I'm going to titty sparkler you again. Oh. Um, But I'm just saying it's like in 2020... That, uh, you know, Nintendo does kind of swing to its own uh, vine. Yeah. Ooh, he was like gooey. Oh. <laughs> he's he's a big man goon. Gross. Um, swing on its own accord and, you know, does its own thing, which is not surprising in the same breath that they don't have a whole bunch of new releases for 2020. Yeah, well, at least announced. Yeah, announced, yeah. sorry. Exactly, this is coming out. But, like, when you get to, like, PlayStation and Xbox, this is to be expected from them. They have to have these to make it Oh, exciting. yeah. That's why, like, a big debate right now, mm-hmm. or, like, at least discussion, I don't know if there's any... I'm sure there's, like, crazy fanboy peeps that are, like... Fan theories. Very much arguing. But, um... No, this is better. No, this is Batman. <laughs> is that uh, Microsoft, within mm-hmm. its, like, first year of release for the Xbox Series X, they've gone on the record to say that they won't have any, like, true exclusives. What? Yeah, which is kind of weird. Wait, is that fan theory or is that actual? No, th- th- this is, like, actually reported news. Oh, like, shit. Th- this is a fan I didn't theory. Know that. I was just saying fanboys will, like, stoke the flames for, like, argument's sake. Like, oh, Sony okay. fanboys against Microsoft or oh, okay. Microsoft. Sorry, Microsoft I got that confused. But no, the, like, this part has been announced that, um... Microsoft won't have, a, like, the true exclusives for at least the first year. Oh, the first year. Okay, I thought Which is kind of weird, like... No, why would Because that's what pulls people in. It's those exclusives. And so then then Sony kind of, like, countered back, even though we have, like, very few details on the PlayStation 5. We have more information about the Xbox One Series X, but mm-hmm. um, they were like, we will. We definitely will we have. have and, and I think they even... They may have even given a hard number. We'll have, like, X amount of exclusives, like, within the first year, but... And there's rumors that, you know, this uh, this is conjecture, but mm-hmm. uh, that like Horizon Zero Dawn might two might be a launch title, yeah, or cool. you know, uh, <clears throat> Marvel Spider Man from Insomniac, which is now a first party Sony studio so, and stuff like that, which is crazy. Ooh. And Nintendo sells consoles with first party exclusives as well, yeah. so it seems really weird because Sony and Nintendo are obviously very much focused on using their studios and their mm-hmm. properties and their to people. sell consoles. Yeah. Microsoft is very much and rooted as a software company. They're mm. like, we would rather just have our properties on everything, but it's not going to sell consoles then. So then no. it's like, why even be in the console market? Yeah, it, it matters I'm, less. I honestly don't feel like Microsoft is going to or Xbox. And then this is a harsh truth for just judgment on my end. It's I've be, read a few articles like that's good. They're going to make the point that you're going to make right now. They're not going to be around. Not that they're not going to be around, but they're not going to sell well, for sure. Well, God, no. Not if you don't have a freaking exclusive. Like, fuck. Nintendo, well, Nintendo never ports their own games on anything else. I mean, they are in a way. Like, you were just talking about playing uh, Pocket Camp on a smartphone. That's a port. Mm. They're putting their first-party characters or, like, titles on a cell phone that you can play. But it's not, like, on the PlayStation. It's not like you're playing Mario Kart. You can play it on a Sony phone. You can play it on a Microsoft phone. Yeah, but it's not like you're playing Mario Kart on the PlayStation or Microsoft. Microsoft! Microsoft! Uh, the, uh, god damn it, brain! (laughs) Xbox! 
Sorry, long week. <laughs> like, which is very now. true. That is a valid point. And there are like rumors and speculation as far as like what the industry will look like, you know, years from now, like ten years from now, mm-hmm. five years from now. And it, I mean, we will probably get to a point. Mm-hmm. I think this is like a a seafish bet. I don't know, like maybe timetables, but so like you said, starfish bet. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. Yep, that's I was, think, I was thinking New Horizons, starfish. <laughs> but um. That, like, we'll probably be able to play, like, a Halo or a Gears of War on, like, a Nintendo Switch or a Nintendo console, as well as, you know, Well, I'm surprised Microsoft's not going to make a deal with Nintendo, especially before that happens. We, like, kind of a fuck you to PlayStation or Last Hurrah, and, like, it came out of the Switch first or whatever Nintendo console is at that time. I think Microsoft is, I think they're, like, divesting from the hardware. I think they'll put out a machine, but Mm -hmm. I don't think that they'll necessarily expect it to sell well or care that it sells well. Which is weird. I think for them, their business tact is almost the exact opposite of Nintendo's and Sony's. And I don't necessarily think in a bad way, really. Mm -hmm. It's just, what they're going to do is make up whatever difference that they don't sell Mm -hmm. in hardware. Okay. And the money is selling games, not hardware. It is. Because Um, people are only going to buy one explicit expensive game console once. Well, notoriously, when game consoles launch... um, like the manufacturer takes a hit on it mm-hmm. they lose money for every console they sell mm-hmm. and sell those uh, parts become cheaper or smaller you know like more yeah, miniaturized yeah. Uh, and then they start to get a return on it like a year after launch that's just but insane. they'll take like a hundred dollar a hit per console just to get it out there mm-hmm. and then they sell software to make up that money difference and then as technology moves forward mm-hmm. then they can act- start to turn a profit on that hardware okay um it's one of the reasons we've had, like, longer console cycles mm-hmm. is because, like, if the first year's kind of a bust, you're losing money, well, then you have six more years or five more years to make it up in a seven-year cycle. Yeah. But if they were truncated down to three, mm-hmm. you're expecting consumers to buy two consoles within the same period of time, mm-hmm. for brand loyalty at least, and then you only had two years you're losing money, and then four years you're making money on two different things of hardware. Yeah, exactly. So that's why it makes sense that they've kind of, like, elongated and gotten longer, but... I don't, like I said, I don't think Microsoft is necessarily wrong. They're going to sell a lot more software. Like, they're going to sell a lot more copies of the newest Halo mm-hmm. or newest Gears of War if they do come to other consoles. Because then yeah. it'll be on their console. So if you prefer Xbox, like, you're good there. Mm-hmm. PC, it's uh, going to be there. Yeah. This last gen, Microsoft's done a great job of making sure that their titles are on both platforms. Which and then sense. if it came to a Nintendo and a Sony console on top of it, I mean, you're essentially doubling what your sales would be for that so piece you think of they'll be kind of like leaning towards more software which they are a software company more than hardware like they kind of ha- well we're, we're talking completely out of ass right now <sighs> yeah i mean this is all like conjecture and stuff like some of this is from like market analysis and mm-hmm. people have just been in the industry for a long time um but yeah i, I think that's what, i mean i i think the proof is kind of in the pudding like how they've reacted and the things that they've done mm-hmm. and how they're structuring like their next console release like I think they're just focused more on software. Hmm, makes sense. I don't know when or if they will pull out of the hardware game, but it is another platform for them to sell games yeah. on. Yeah. Um, but it would be really interesting to see, <laughs> like, play Halo on your Nintendo Switch or That'd something. That'd be, like, legit as fuck. Or your, you know, Gears of War on your Nintendo Switch. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be cool to play Gears of War on Nintendo. But, um, I'm, I mean, I'm super excited. Like, we've been talking about, I know we got a little tangent there, uh, that Nintendo does do its own thing it it, it it beats to its own drum and it's really cool to see that development and still be able to do it like with games you know like they have a couple sprinkled of titles 
uh, coming out, but they don't necessarily have hard release dates or they're, they they like, wait till like a month before it releases and do this big announcement. And yeah, they're good with their like, um, I almost said state of place, but that's Sony. Uh, they're Nintendo Directs. <laughs> like they do a really good job with those. <laughs> they get to uh, like permeate like information mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on their own accord. Yeah. Which is really cool. It's like they're not beholden to some convention or some, you know... Time frame. Or or E3 or something like that. Well, it makes me wonder, too. Now, this is, like, completely side note. What would it be like to work for Nintendo if they give them kind of that leisure? So, like, you know, they do give them a time frame of how long it takes you should be to make this game. But the same breath, you're not worried. You you have a deadline, because that's how it goes. But you're not like, gotta get it by E3. Gotta get it out by this. Gotta get it out by that. Or whatever. Well, and Sony started to, like, back off from that kind of mentality, too, mm-hmm. because it can, like, <laughs> uh, bite you in the ass. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, if you give these promises to consumers... Then they're going to hold like, you to the promises. They're going to try to hold you to it. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, like, hardcore gamers are becoming more more at ease with the fact of, like, a game being uh, delayed. Mm-hmm. Just because they, they assume that there's going to be more polish or the game's going to be better. Uh, yeah, like casual gamers, I think, uh, like will get upset about yeah. it. So I think it's better to do it the Nintendo like the, kind of way. The, this is uh, like the Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, isn't that like that got delayed? Yeah. Delayed, and people like have this giant uproar about it that it's been in production since twenty twelve or some shit like that. And that was an interesting case because Kotaku, mm-hmm. like I'll call them out. They. I think this was Cyberpunk 2077. I'm pretty sure, like 99.9% sure. Mm-hmm. Um, they got irritated that Cyberpunk 2077 didn't have enough like representation or like diversity, like people wise. Okay. So, um, Project Red, which is the studio that d- d- did The Witcher and they're doing Cyberpunk, um, were like, okay, like that's a valid concern or complaint mm-hmm. in like today's climate, like. So they were like, we need more time to mm-hmm. be able to realize this. Now we're going to be on a crunch, though. And then Kotaku raised another article. It was like, how dare you put your uh, employees under a crunch? <laughs> it's a backhanded thing to do. Such hypocrisy. Yeah, seriously. It's like, this game's not right. Like, you should fix it. And they're like, okay, like, that. that you're right. Like, we should. We'll delay it and we'll spend another, it was like April to September, so mm-hmm. five months. We'll spend another five months working on it mm-hmm. to... Uh, try to address these complaints. Yeah. And then they're like, how dare you, like, make your employees, like, work harder? And they're like, what? <laughs> what do you want from us? That's, like, PC culture at its finest. Just, right. just like, here's the initial bitch slap, and then we're gonna go for the backhand. <laughs> like, and it's like, well, Double tap. what are they supposed to, supposed to do? Like, they were trying to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. So, at the end of the day, that's why I think Nintendo does it right, and I'm glad to see that Sony's kind of following suit because I think like withholding information yeah. and releasing it when you're comfortable to, when mm-hmm. you know that that deadline's going to be met, and, and you can say game. like, oh, in nine months this is going to be released, mm-hmm. or you know, next year it's going to be released, or in three months it's going to be released, whatever the time frame is, uh, and that it meets that time frame, that time frame, it's just. It's like a sign of good faith to consumers. Mm-hmm. You're not shooting yourself in the foot. Like, there's very little, like, wiggle room for There's like, never really any... There's some, obviously, fanfare and fans do this, but there's never really any rumors about game releases with Nintendo either. Like, I hardly ever see shit like that. The only thing I ever see where, like, Nintendo fans become, like, fervent about mm-hmm. is DLC characters for Super Smash Brothers. 
<laughs> that is the only thing I see like on Twitter and social media and even in articles and stuff from yeah. like, various gaming outlets is people guessing what the characters are going to be. Fair enough. When they're going to be announced mm-hmm. and then when they're going to be released and they get into fights about it. Like, they're like <laughs> pissed about it if their character that they absolutely love didn't Isn't, make the cut. Yeah. Or if there's a Nintendo Direct and there is an announcement about <laughs> Super Smash Bros. characters being introduced. Like, Which that's funny though. It is kind of funny. That's the only time I ever see like well, blatant never... kind of like Microsoft and Sony style like fanboyism yeah. like inject itself into Nintendo culture. Mm-hmm. But it's never like outright like you know you see a leaked. Uh... No, I never see people be like, you know, like fuck Donkey Kong Country. Like Donkey Kong Country Returns was way better. Like if you're an <laughs> asshole. Like if you think that the original Donkey Kong Country was way better than Returns, and Tropical Freeze fucking biffed it because they just copied Donkey Kong Country, and we all know that's the shit one. Like it's like that. I never see that kind of stuff. Like what you get with like you know. They're like oh, I don't. Really even as much as a Sony fan of them that you get with like Uncharted. Yeah. It's like true. well no Uncharted Four is way better than Three. It's like no fuck you Four was like semi open world like that was shit like yeah, Three yeah. is way better like well it's like with nintendo though people like they're honest to say well i really didn't like this one for this reason but i really like this one for this reasons and that's, that's they're like, like, like more polite gamers like which is funny <laughs> okay, polite. we'll tip our hat to you kind of yeah it's like oh i can see why you would like that yeah, like yeah, i yeah. but my favorite one's this one oh, I like, oh that's cool i like that one too, too but it's not my favorite yeah. like yeah. <laughs> top three yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that happens all the time with like nintendo gamers the only one time they get aggressive is with uh, super so, smash yeah Bros. and i don't know why that's the only fucking super smash yeah, I've even seen like recently, um, so like another kind of like sub gaming community mm-hmm. that I'm a part of is like with uh, Yeast and mm-hmm. like Trails of Cold Steel and like those types of JRPGs yeah. and stuff. And for the longest time, it seemed like everyone was like, oh, just more people should play this. It's not yeah. really well known. It's like niche, but they're really good games. And so it was like very positive. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, now it's just like devolved into this fucking mess of like Super <laughs> Smash Brothers like DLC character release like anger and rhetoric territory and it's just like it's fucking funny this one's better than the other one oh, that character was fucking shit like and they were just like bickering amongst each other but it's, it's the only like, game they do that with though it is funny it's like it can become very like insular and like argumentative Yo, but yeah. I do find on the whole that like that niche group usually is fairly, like, decent to one another. They mm-hmm. just want more people to play these good games that people don't play. Yeah. And Nintendo's kind of the same kind of way, where it's just, like, they're just fans of the characters mm-hmm. and the franchises of the games, and so they're usually actually pretty polite and respectful. Yeah, exactly. And Nintendo, like I said, they, they, just like its fan base, kind of beat to their own drum. They didn't do what the fuck they want. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, it only gets a little bit uh, argumentative. Mm-hmm. Um, with Super Smash Brothers. With Super Smash Brothers for whatever reason. <laughs> Even like the like people doing like tiered lists of their favorite like Pokemons and stuff. True. Are, that like, one more gets an argument. Well, but that does yeah, get into an argument every there. once in a while. Well like. that too because of the generation wise. You know I'm a fan base for the first you know 120 and then it's like then you get arguments like no the next generation's better. No the next generation's yeah. better. And not necessarily the game itself just the Pokemon on the cuteness. Usually for me, like as an outsider looking in, especially with franchises. Just Pokemon, I trust you. <laughs> Why well, do it? They're sacrificial lambs. Oh God! <laughs> Horrible. We already enslaved them and shoved them in little balls, or like forced them not to evolve and shit. Like that's. 
Pikachu decided not to evolve. That was his choice. In the anime, not in the game. Uh, anyways, Raichu's way better. Shut up. <laughs> Which is kind of like the exact opposite of what we were just talking about. We right? <laughs> were arguing about that. Usually, as an outsider looking into the, those like kind of like mm-hmm. tertiary arguments, um, you can usually glean like mm-hmm. a, like about a franchise that I don't dabble in very often, like what the best ones are. Yeah. So it's like with Pokemon, it's like. Like, the next one that I will probably play or want to play is Black and White. Oh, yeah. Everyone says one. that one's a really good one. I'm like, oh, I didn't that play one. I've only played silver. Red. Because mm-hmm. everyone's like, oh, the original's really good. You got to start at the originals. You got to start out Which with Which it the, did, yeah. yeah. Well, and Red was too. great. And then um, they're like, oh, you know, these are really decent and good. Like, kind of in the in-between. But they're like, they're, it's seemingly what I've, like, gleaned mm-hmm. from, like, seeing these arguments or these, like, posts on mm-hmm. Twitter and stuff is that Black and White is, like... Yeah. A, a good, really good, good one, one to crack yeah. into, so... And same with, um... Like, Super Smash Brothers I probably won't play because I'm really bad at Super Smash Brothers. Oh, and I don't like that style of game I'll anyway, fuck you so... Up. <laughs> I always get you in beating games. Unless you do, uh, There's some cool uh, ones on PlayStation that we could play today. There's, like, um... Brawlhalla, which is, like, a free one that's pretty cool. And then there's PlayStation All-Stars on mm-hmm. PS3, so... No, we, yeah, we could we, totally try that out today. Right. Once we're off... Off recording. Recording. Well, I think we went on the tangent list and off the left field and out on the right corner. Uh, yeah. But, no, like, we kind of recap. Uh, <clears throat> Animal Crossing New Horizons is awesome. I'm excited for it to come out. Yeah, April 3rd. They don't have a whole lot of releases coming out this yet, keyword, in 2020. Yeah, we don't know. They might, they might not. But, they, but I honestly feel like with Nintendo, as we just talked about, they dabble in there and sprinkle in their fairy dust when they want to. Yep. Yeah, I'm excited for a couple of smaller digital games that are mm-hmm. either older or more niche, but I am still looking forward. Oh, yeah. I, I will definitely go back this year and play, like, uh, Mario Odyssey. Yeah. And, um, I'll give Pokemon a try. Yeah. I mean, I definitely I want to go I'm back harsh, through, like, the big back catalog of Nintendo fuck games. Fuck Zelda, though. Yeah, I, I'm going to try to play that one this year, too. You can too. play that game. Fuck that game. See if I can get into it and actually eh. finish it, because we have it, so. True. I, I haven't even started it. So. Fair enough. Yeah, I saw you play in the beginning, and I was kind of like, yeah, it looks decent, but it doesn't look oh, like wow. what everyone was saying. Like, perfect yeah. 10, perfect game. You're right. I'm like, I'll go play Assassin's Creed Odyssey. That's fine. Assassin's Creed all that. <laughs> all right, can I answer any housekeeping? Uh, as soon as this episode releases. Races. So by the time you listen to this, if you got to the end. Um, I'll be submitting 64 Bits of Rage to Spotify, mm-hmm. Google Play Music, yep. iTunes, and then several other uh, podcasts like directories mm-hmm. and hosting sites. So hopefully by the time episode four rolls out, uh, it'll be available. All the past episodes, as well as the current one, yeah. will be available on those platforms. Which is legit. So, we're, we're expanding, yo. Yeah, that's kind of the benchmark for all podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um kind of like a peek behind the silver veil mm-hmm. uh you usually have to get to three episodes yeah which kind of, makes kind sense. of show intense consistency. consistency um to be able to submit mm-hmm. to these other uh platforms true so we definitely want this one to reach far and wide in the same way that rage quit already mm-hmm. does um and we still even tweak that podcast and we will with this one always as far as uh, reach is concerned mm-hmm. uh we'll be regularly submitting it to other outlets and platforms and stuff yeah but uh like i said by the time episode episode four rolls out it, this should be available near everywhere. everywhere yep yeah and i think we got shirts hopefully rolling out soon enough yeah and we'll be some test subjects coming in po- yep we'll be posting on social media those as soon as we receive the prototypes mm-hmm. they're not in production for uh purchase yet yet and, and they won't be by the time this rolls out either 
Uh, we're looking for, uh, you know, the, the right kind of matchup for our company mm-hmm. with uh, another company uh, in, in production. But Ariel and I will have prototypes. Uh, we've already done, like, mock-up designs and mm-hmm. stuff. And so we'll be able to submit those and receive shirts of our own. Yeah. So you'll at least be able to get to see them and see if, you know, mm-hmm. the next couple of weeks you want to purchase them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it'll be rolling out soon enough. Just think about that, you know. <laughs> yeah, this isn't something that's like six, eight months or, you know, a goal for the end of the year. This this will be wrapped up and done within two months. Exactly. So Soon. Very you know, soon. Within February, you'll be, when this releases, mm-hmm. you'll be able to see the prototypes. Yep. Uh, you can follow Ariel at Murhobbit on Twitter, and you can follow myself at Anthony R. Schultz, and we'll have photos. Oh yeah, for sure. There. So. All right. Well, I think that's everything, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I think that's a wrap. As always, follow the bear. Peace. Bye. I need like.